everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts, and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continual support. Thank you for continuing to download the podcast and share it. I also want to thank you guys for spreading the word about my website. I have been getting some very good consultations coming in uh, for private coaching sessions, and all of them have been by referral. Even if some of you are not seeing me, you are passing along my information, and that is just as good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're out there and you're listening to me for the first time, don't forget to check out me at IamReneeRoberts.com. I am a therapeutic life coach, and I would love to join you on your therapeutic journey. And if you're not following me on Facebook and Instagram, I am at I am Renee Roberts there also. And don't forget to join the Coach My World Podcast Fan Facebook group. That's where the podcast is uh, posted every week and it is open for discussions if you like. It's not a very high demanding page or group, so you won't be getting irritated by a bunch of alerts. You'll get alerted like once a week um, on a Friday when uh, the podcast has dropped. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and forward progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Fam, what is up? I hope everyone is well. I'm going to bypass all of the pleasantries, but before I do that, I would like to just extend my apologies in advance for this little rough, ragged voice that's going on right now. Um, it is the season, tis the seasons to have allergies. La 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 la. So yeah, that's where that is. So um, forgive me if it's irritating your your voice. Just turn me down a little bit. But if you find it sexy and you're vibing with me, let's get into this. I want to get right into the crux of this heart talk episode. Now I was thinking about how so many people fight different types of addictions and the excruciating challenges that come along with just trying to stop those toxic behaviors that accompany those addictions. And most times, you know, we don't even think about the substances such as alcohol, weed. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm coming there. Or even some other, some of the other prescription drugs. Um, when we hear addiction, we, we have started extending it to the idea of, of being addicted to foods or sugar or caffeine or chocolate for all of my chocoholics and other things, you know, TV, you know, we got other things that we've we've included in addictions but rarely do we consider our addiction to our own dysfunctional emotional behaviors now we must learn how to be emotionally sober and stop being so overreactive or underreactive which is just as works and which makes us out of control when we're overreactive we're externally out of control and when we're underreactive we're internally out of control so either way doesn't matter if you're an exploder or an imploder it is that is not sobriety in your emotions and i like to call this emotional sobriety which actually simply means that you are serious you're sensitive, and you are solemn in your emotional realm. Now, before when I when I plan to talk about this, you know, in my heart talk with you in this episode, I did not know that it was an actual uh, thing that there are a lot of therapies that focus on this. 
I was like, wow. So, you know, I was like, yo, I got to get into some research on that. And when I have time, time, I am going to go back and literally see if it's an actual diagnosis and see what that even looks like. But I've always used the term emotional, so emotionally sober, emotional sobriety. I've used that with my clients for years. Um, and I did not know that it was an actual thing out there. So this is not, if you are already involved in something that is therapeutic for emotional sobriety, this is not based off of that, even though it ties into that. I hope it makes sense. I hope that makes sense, right? Now, I I wanted to say that because, um, yeah, I was just blown away. So I'm going to get into some research about that after I finished this PhD. You hear what I'm saying? I don't have time for any extra research on my palate, which is why, guys, my these episodes of recent have been so brief, so short. Um, but I hope you're still getting something out of it. I'm just kind of giving you a little heart talk to carry along with you throughout your weekend, throughout your week. But back to what I was saying, um, this emotional sobriety, it is literally a, just about serious, sensible, and, and solemnness in your emotional realm. And emotional sobriety is also about feeling yourself from freeing yourself from being controlled by your emotional state. All right. Freeing yourself from being controlled by your emotional state. That's what I read in something. It says that emotional sobriety is about freeing yourself from being controlled by your emotional state. How many of us can honestly say there are times we are controlled by our emotional state? Emotional states are not always outlandish. They're not always loud and brash. Sometimes they're very quiet and stubborn and and very isolated and withdrawn. Uh, Those are still emotional states. And we, a lot of times, we're not free from being controlled by those things. We let it control whether we're going to get out the bed. Or let it, we let it control whether we're going to have a good day or a bad day. And then some of us have just actually normalized being slaves to our emotional state, whatever that may be, which keeps us emotionally stuck and it keeps us emotionally drunk, guys. We, we have to learn to cope with the vicissitudes of life. Whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're glad or mad, whether you're disappointed or satisfied, we have to learn to get a grip on our emotions. Now, here are some things that can help develop a skill set that's going to enable you to manage your emotions. Come on, management. How many of you are ready for management? But it's going to help you manage your emotions in a healthy way. I can remember a time in my life when I was just not managing my emotions in a healthy way. Um, I could be very explosive back in the day. And, um, you know, my mouth and physically explosive. And that was not healthy. But it had been so normalized to me. It had been normalized growing up. It was My household was like that, you know. So it was the norm to be loud, to fuss, to yell, and even sometimes put hands on each other. It, that was the norm. So in my eyes, this is just who I am, you know, learn to deal with who I am. But people, family, hear me, hear me loud, hear me clear. That is not who you are. That's who you have allowed yourself to become. And guess what? It is not concrete. It can be changed. All it takes is a willingness and intentionality to do what's necessary to change it. So I'm going to give you some things that's going to help you enhance those those skill sets. It's going to help you be able to manage your emotions in a healthy way. And when we do this, we start lowering the change chances of falling into substance abuse, come on, or other unhealthy addictions as a way of coping. 
So even though, you know, you may just be emotionally not sober, uh, don't get it twisted. If you don't deal with that, if you have not dealt with it already, you may find yourself, if you're not already in, some type of substance addiction. Uh, so I'm going to give you, let's see, I got 10 on this list. That's right. I rounded it off to 10. First I had seven. Then I was like, oh, that's odd. Then I got nine. I'm like, okay, that's that doesn't work. So 10. 10 was it. 10 was the cap, right? So here's the first thing I'm going to suggest is that you become physically sober first. If you are under the influence of anything, whether it be uh, weed, alcohol, prescription drugs, painkillers, cough syrup, I, you know, if we're abusing it, I should say, especially those medicines, um, it's time to become physically sober. That is one of my main things, my main requirements when I'm meeting clients is that you are physically sober when you come, when you speak with me. Uh, It's not always that I'm able to determine whether that is accurate or not, but most times I am able to, to determine whether people are sober or not. And because I deal with emotional healing, I get that a lot with my clients. They come not sober because they're trying to cope with the emotional pain, the emotional dysfunction that they're in. So I'm going to encourage you for yourself, your own self-work, become emotionally so um, physically sober. Deal with your body, your bio- biological part of you. Deal with that and become sober. Don't try to deal with your emotions. You know, we make the sad mistake of putting on sad music and and drinking our favorite alcoholic beverage and just getting wasted over that. That is not physically sober. You have to become physically sober. Don't be high because you done, you know, the only thing you can do to cope is, 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 you know, smoke your blunt. Like, come on, be, if you want to work on your emotional sobriety, you're going to have to be sober even physically to begin that work. Number two, find support. Now, if you're really out there and just need and codependent on your coping max, you may need professional support. But for some, they just need some support. They just need people that they can lean on, talk to, share, you know, express. That's that sometimes that's all that's needed. But find some support. Start centering yourself um, with people around you that's going to literally promote your health and your healing all right uh the third thing um learn to regulate your those negative feelings I was dealing with the client about that today, just learning to, neg- to to regulate the negative feelings. You know, it's not j- just because you're sad or d- d- um, disappointed does not mean that you're depressed. All right. Let's stop trying to be on a depression wagon. Everybody's not depressed. Everybody's not fighting depression. However, we all experience depressive feelings at times. Let's learn to know the difference and learn how to, if we learn how to just acknowledge the negative feelings and not allow them to get get a gangster hole on us in our minds, do you understand how you'll learn to process through those negative feelings? But we immediately assign them to depression. And um, sometimes we are doing a self-prophecy over ourselves that is not good for us. So it's not good for our emotional sobriety. So learn how to regulate those negative feelings. Acknowledge them and then process through them. And if you need help processing through them, this is the, the significance of, ha- of finding support, which was the thing I just told you previously, right? All right, the fourth thing, journal. Because when you journal, it can help you understand your emotions and what you feel even better. Sometimes we just don't understand. You know, the other day I was feeling some kind of way, didn't know what I was feeling. And thank God I had a therapy session that same day. So when I met with my therapist, 
giving her the rundown of what I was feeling, what was going on. And, you know, and she, of course, wants to know the context, like what happened before this and what made you start having any kind of feeling. So as I'm running it down, she's just helping me process through so I can come to a conclusion as to what was really wrong with me or what I was really feeling, I should say. And once I discovered what I was feeling, I was able to prize the, the bottom line feeling was anger. I was angry. And that's crazy because I always seem to know when I'm angry. But in this moment, I really did not know that I was angry. I just knew I was feeling some kind of way that wasn't a, a good way. And so um, she helped me process through that. Going back to what I was saying and the importance of sometimes just having that support, that professional help that's going to navigate you in a skillful way towards discovering what it is you are feeling and helping you understand what you feel. She helped me understand so much about that angry feeling in that moment that moving forward, I don't know how to process through when I feel that way again, right? That's all about a healthier me. So don't 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 get the stig don't don't live by the stigmas about therapy. It's good for you. I promise. And I practice what I preach, all right? Uh number 5, alter your lifestyle to create healthier platforms for your mood. That's including your exercise, your diet, your sleep. Hello. Someone blessed me with an aura ring. I am so honored to receive it. (laughs) And this aura ring um, literally tracks your every heartbeat, your every breathing, all your breathing, your sleeping. It lets you know based on your, your pulse and things, if you were in a deep sleep, if you were in an REM sleep, like this thing is crazy amazing. And it is helping me to be more mindful of even my sleep habits. So I am learning to get my butt in the bed. It's a practice because I'm so used to going to bed late and getting up early. Um, but learning to get sleep, understanding that without sleep, Renee's mood is not stable. <laughs> so to stabilize this mood, I need rest. I have learned I need at least seven hours every night. Four won't do, five and a half won't do. Sometimes 6.45 will do. Six hours and 45 minutes will, I can get by on that, maybe with a little nap throughout the day. But um, I'm learning that I need to have a healthier lifestyle options in order to create better moods for myself, which are attached to my feelings. It's attached to our emotional realm. It's no sense of you walking around moody if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I tell people all the time, sometimes we're angry because we're hungry. So we're hangry. We're hangry because we have not given our bodies what it needs. Sometimes we're in a bad mood because we don't feel the best. Maybe joints are aching and this and that. That's because we're not moving. We're not exercising. Listen, when we start implementing better lifestyle choices, it's going to create healthier platforms for our mood swings to not swing so low, if you hear what I'm saying. And if they swing lower than average, then that may be, we're going back to number two, you may need a professional support in that area. Uh, So just monitor yourself. And, you know, it's all about living happy, being happy, living an abundant life. Um, Sometimes we got to make some changes in our lifestyles to experience that. Yes. So that's number five. Oh, and something else I discovered with my sleep you know, I'm learning a lot about the sleep patterns, latency, which is the, how long it takes you to go to sleep after you've laid down. And normally I have a decent latency, but there are sometimes if I go to bed too early, i.e. last night, 
um, my latency, like I laid there for almost an hour, couldn't go to sleep. So uh, I'm learning to do different things to calm myself and relax myself before going to sleep. If you struggle with falling to sleep, it's better to not be so high energetic or watching things that are going to keep you uh, excited or keep your mind and interest peaked. Uh, Find things that's going to calm you and slow you down. In addition to melatonin, honey, because listen, baby, I took that melatonin last night. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I took it a little too late because it did finally make me fall asleep, but it put me in a deep sleep. So tonight I'm hitting that thing early so I can get a really full sleep. My goal is to start getting my accurate seven hours every single night. So that's that's the lifestyle. Create a healthier lifestyle. Uh, sixth thing, find a hobby, please. Please and thank you. I don't really need to get into really descriptive on that, but find a hobby. It is so good for your psyche when you have something relaxing and fun, something that you enjoy doing. Hobbies do not have to be expensive. Puzzling is one of my hobbies. That's just one of them. I love puzzles. I love adult coloring. Um, what do we call it adult coloring? I mean, we're just coloring, right? I'm going to turn on my fan. So if y'all hear a buzz in the background, just bear with it. The sis is, whew, you know, hot flashes. But, um, yeah, that was just a little side thought. Like, why do we call it adult coloring? But anyways, you know, find a hobby. Find a hobby. And, and let's get into it. Uh, the seventh thing, hang around people that are emotionally sober. Just like you would tell someone who is recovering from drugs uh, to hang around sober people or people who don't do drugs. Uh, it's the same thing emotionally. Stop hanging around all of the, the, the people that are just out of control emotionally and always sad, always down, always mad, always want to fight, always on edge. Uh, start hanging around some people that have that stuff under control, please. And thank you. Uh, that's going to help you in your own sobriety. Number eight, practice some mindfulness. I use this this technique a lot in my own um, life. I I'm, I'm try to stay in the moment, you know. So mindfulness is literally just taking time to center yourself and stay in the moment. Um, that can be done through meditation. That can be done just through thoughts, you know, like just being grateful thoughts and centering yourself in on what's happening right now. So practice some mindfulness. You can always go online and Google it and find some techniques, even YouTube, to help you uh, practice mindfulness. It's a very, very, very good technique. Uh, number nine, walk in your spirituality. And I use the term spirituality and not Christianity because um, not everybody is a Christian, yet all are spiritual. So whatever your means or your your modality of spirituality is, tap into it. Tap into it. If prayer is your thing, get into your prayer. You know, if reading the Bible is your thing, get into it. And those are the things I can identify with because those are my that's my belief system. But your belief system may be different. Uh, doesn't make it wrong. It just is different. So tap into your spirituality, whatever that means for you, uh, because those are, that is that can definitely help strengthen. Uh, the things that you're trying to alter in your life and strengthen your emotional palate. Yes. And then the last thing, of course, those of you that know me, you know, I love to breathe. So take time to breathe. Stop and breathe. Sometimes it's that simple to gain some control over your emotional state. Yes. Remember, being emotionally sober benefits your relationships it benefits the way you communicate with people it benefits the way you deal with people 
it benefits the way you even see yourself and deal with yourself. Because sometimes some of us are really hard on ourselves when we're emotionally not sober. Emotional sobriety helps us to make good, healthy decisions for our lives. Stop making decisions when you're not sober. All right. And stop being all over the place emotionally and start learning to be comfortable with being just present with all of your feelings without any one of your feelings trying to define or control you. You know, we're, we fight slavery. We fight discrimination. We fight suppression and oppression. Come on, stop being oppressed by your own emotions. Listen, fam. Ah, this doctoral journey, it just literally has been shaping the way I speak. It, you know, I've always been kind of direct, but this is really, it's helping me to be direct and to the point. And so, although these hard talks, like I told you in the beginning, they've been very brief. I hope these nuggets are finding you. I hope they are touching your heart. I hope that they are helping you to move forward in your journeys because you know above all else that's all I really desire to do is to help move you forward on your journeys with these podcasts so I hope you're vibing with the the short heart talks um not sure when this will shift being that I'm not sure when I'll be done with the dissertation but when it's all said and done I'll have a lot more to say a lot more to share but for now you know we're going to get into it each week as quickly as possible because my promise and commitment to you is to always have something good for you to chew on. Yeah. I love you, fam. Stay safe out in these streets. And if anybody has been uh, suffered from the last hurricane, Idalia, across Florida and Georgia and um, the Carolinas, prayers are up for you. And um, y'all just stay out of those streets and stay dry, all right? Or like they say in New Orleans, you dig? (laughs) Y'all have a great one.